You have received a legal settlement and you are now wondering whether it is considered taxable income or not. Like many things in a tax code, the answer is sometimes. I will now explain in this episode when settlements are taxable and when they are not. Welcome to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. My name is Jeff Skolnick and I am a CPA with 35 years of experience working with small business owners, entrepreneurs, and network marketers on how to make their business more successful by understanding how taxes can work in their favor and not hurt their business. Each and every week I'm going to come to you with short, quick, and helpful tips on not only how to make sure you are doing everything possible to minimize your income tax liability, but also how to create the income for your business that you truly deserve. As I stated in the opening, you have received a legal settlement and you are now wondering whether it is considered taxable income or not. Like many things in the tax code, the answer is sometimes. I will now explain when settlements are taxable and when they are not. The first area I want to look at are settlements related to physical injury or illness. And I'm going to start out by quoting the Internal Revenue Code section that covers this area. And I'm going to read what it actually says. And then I'm going to explain in English what it really means. So Internal Revenue Code section 104 states the amount of any damages other than punitive damages received, whether by suit or agreement, and whether as lump sums or as periodic payments, on account of personal physical injuries or physical sickness are not included in gross income. So more simply put, settlements related to physical injury or sickness are generally not includable in taxable income. I say generally because as I stated in the legalese definition, punitive damages related to settlements are still taxable, as is interest income on settlements when the settlements are received over a number of years. Now. Physical injuries and sickness can include reimbursement of medical expenses, lost wages, and pain and suffering. You must be careful. If in a prior year you deducted medical expenses due to your injury, then the reimbursement of those expenses would be taxable. For example, if you were injured in 2019 and deducted $10,000 of medical bills and received a $50,000 settlement in 2020, you could exclude $40,000 from income in 2020. You would not be able to exclude the $10,000 reimbursing medical expenses which you had previously deducted. Also keep in mind, if your settlement specifies a certain dollar amount for future medical expenses, then you cannot deduct medical expenses incurred in the future until they exceed the amount stated in the agreement. If future medical expense reimbursements are not specified in the settlement, then you are able to deduct future medical expenses as itemized deductions. Uh, And this is why you have to have a good lawyer because obviously the way an agreement is worded um, can make a difference in whether you're able to deduct certain expenses or not. Okay, now I want to cover non-physical injuries. So generally any settlement received that is not related to a physical injury would be taxable income. An example of this would be wrongful termination. Once again, I use the term generally. The reason for this is that if the award originates from a physical injury or sickness, then it is excludable, except in the case of punitive damages, which are always taxable. 
An example would be emotional distress, which is not considered a physical injury or illness. But if the cause of the emotional distress was a physical injury or sickness, then the amount received for emotional distress is excludable. Please also keep in mind, if the award is considered back wages, for example, based on wrongful termination, not only will it be subject to income tax, but it will also be subject to payroll taxes, such as Social Security and Medicare. I now want to cover punitive damages. Punitive damages are those awards aimed at punishing the guilty party. These are taxable whether related to a physical injury or sickness or not. The next item would be settlements containing reimbursement for taxable and non-taxable items. Let's say you receive a settlement that includes both payments to reimburse you for physical injuries as well as reimbursement for wrongful termination, a settlement that would be taxable. Is it taxable? The answer is part of it would be non-taxable, the portion related to your injury or sickness, and part would be taxable, the portion related to the wrongful termination. Another question that comes up quite often, can I deduct my legal fees? Uh, And this has changed a little bit recently, so um, I'm going to go over that. Prior to the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, TCJA, which happened at the end of December of 2017, mostly was implemented beginning in 2018. Uh, Again, prior to this act being passed, most of the time legal fees were deducted as part of miscellaneous itemized deductions on Schedule A of Form 1040. Under an old law, you could deduct, under the old law, I'm sorry, you could deduct legal fees on settlements where you had to pay income tax on those settlements. In other words, if you didn't have to include the income from your settlement, for example, from personal injury, then you were not allowed a deduction. If your settlement was includable income, such as from a wrongful termination, you could deduct your legal fees on Schedule A. Unfortunately, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act eliminated these itemized deductions and these fees are no longer deductible. There are, however, some cases where legal fees can still be deducted on your Form 1040. The first area where you can still deduct legal fees is business. If you incur legal fees related to your business, such as a Schedule C, sole proprietorship, or single member LLC, these expenses would be considered ordinary and necessary expenses allowed as deductions on your return. Examples of these expenses would be reviewing contracts or providing tax advice. There are certainly many other examples, I just wanted to give you a few. If you incur legal expenses in your rental business, so let's say you have a Schedule E rental property, they would qualify as deductible, and again, you could deduct those on Schedule E. Examples here could be drawing up leases or evicting a tenant. There are also instances where legal fees can be deducted above the line. Now, above the line, when you hear an accountant or somebody talk about that, that refers to deductions that occur before the adjusted gross income line on an income tax return. The reason the term is so important is that it means that taxpayers will receive the deduction or adjustment whether they itemize their returns or not. Some examples of above the line adjustments that you're probably already familiar with include IRAs and self-employed health insurance. You would receive these reductions to your income whether you itemize deductions or not. The law states a few specific situations where legal fees can directly offset part or all of a legal settlement. These situations are as follows. 
employment discrimination cases. In these cases, you can deduct any legal fees from the gross amount of your award. Also, whistleblower cases. If you receive an award for being a whistleblower, you can also deduct any associated legal fees. So basically, in both of these instances, you're able to net the amount of settlement you received uh, with the legal fees you incurred, and you only have to report the net. Uh, okay. And lastly, I want to mention legal fees, legal costs incurred in obtaining property may be capitalized. So an example of this might be attorney fees for closing on a piece of property. In this case, the legal fees are added to the purchase price and depreciated over the life of the property. So I want to conclude by saying that legal, assess, uh, legal settlements and associated legal fees have always been surrounded by confusion. As you can see, some elements of a settlement are taxable and some are not. Additionally, some legal fees are deductible and some are not. I certainly do not claim to have covered every element in this discussion, but I wanted to provide a general sense of understanding. Legal settlements are a complicated area of the law and very often involve significant dollar amounts. For these reasons, I urge you as always to consult with a tax professional that's well-versed in this area of the law. Thanks again for listening to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. If you could please head over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and write a review. Also, please connect with me on social media. If there are any tax or accounting-related topics you would like me to cover, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. If you are that small business owner or entrepreneur that really wants to learn more about how to minimize your tax liability and maximize your income, just head over to www.jeffcpaworld.com and I'll see you over there. Have a great day.